0: The blind stares of a million pairs of eyes, looking hard but won't realize that they will never see the P. Oh,
1: man! Oh, oh, oh man! Yes, sir. It's all eyes on Cleveland. Steelers Week, part two. Coming to you strong today as we are just days away from the biggest matchup between these teams in a long time. Maybe even 20 years, one would say. Some would say. Maybe this guy right here. Felix Wright, Browns legend. ...joins us tonight to talk about the huge matchup with the uh, black and yellow? Gold? what I don't even know. The Steelers on Sunday. Uh, I am fired up. Felix is fired up. A great interview with him. Uh, we're going to cover that in part two here as we talk about the matchup. He breaks it all down for us. Plus, we talk a little bit about... Uh, how he got started in the NFL. Interesting stuff as he actually played in the Canadian Football League for two years before getting signed by the Browns. Uh, and also at the end of his career, an interesting story as well. Uh, very cool stuff from Felix Wright tonight uh, on the big game Sunday. Uh, it is the game Sunday as far as I'm concerned. Matchup wise, nothing compares. Uh, to the Browns-Steelers, Browns 4-1, Steelers 4-0, both for the first time in a long time to have those records. We're going to go over this injury breakdown. It's lengthy. It's detailed. We'll talk about the impact of that after the interview. Plus, I've got some keys to the game, and I've got my prediction. It's Steelers Week Part 2 with the legendary Felix, right, you start getting excited. <laughs> yes, yes. Oh, Sunday cannot get here soon enough, folks. I'm fired up. Uh, and, you know, there's lots of You know, the Colts having to shut down their facility. uh, Details to come on that, you know, whether those were false positives or what's going on there. Uh, Odell Beckham Jr. goes home sick. A little bit of a scare yesterday from practice, but negative test today. And there was some confusion online, and I tried to straighten it out on my Twitter account. He does need two negative tests Even though there wasn't a positive test or anything like that for him to come back to practice. So even if he was feeling better today, he still needs two negative tests to return. That's league, NFL league protocol. Uh, And so that's why he's not there today. Plus, he may still be under the weather. I don't know. I would fully expect Odell Beckham Jr. to play on Sunday. Uh, But we'll get more into that injury stuff. Uh, monster interview, Felix Wright. He did, He's absolutely fantastic today, um, breaking down the Browns twenty twenty uh, versus the Steelers first time around here in uh, the Steel City. Uh, Mikey, go ahead and kill that. Mikey just just doing a fantastic job on the ones and twos as usual we're gearing up here at uh uh all eyes on in cleveland i i received a, the camera that i ordered uh we're going to um video i have talked about this but we have the equipment and it's really now just tying up some loose ends i'm kind of a freak about this stuff uh maybe too much of a perfectionist about this. I've got some people that are like, just go, just do it. Just, you know. And I'm like, eh, 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 you know. Oh, man. Uh, Trying to make sure that everything is just right before we make that transition um, here at All Eyes on Cleveland. So I hope you enjoy that. When that comes out, it'll be available on Periscope and YouTube. We're going to do the whole thing. We're making the step uh, to a video and uh, there's I have a, a a picture in my mind of what I want it to look like and uh, I'm trying to achieve that right now. Um, so as well as you know the production and everything else, so we're working on that. I know that you will enjoy it, uh, loyal fan base that you are of this show, and I cannot thank you enough. Uh you can catch the show All Eyes on Cleveland at every platform that puts out podcasts. So wherever you listen to your podcast, it's there. Go check it out. iTunes, Spreaker, Spotify, uh radio.com, TuneIn app, Google Play, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, all of them. It's all it's all there. Uh, all the episodes, so you can go listen there and do that. Plus, we have an amazing website, All alleyesoncleveland.com. It's very easy to use on mobile or on the computer, uh, so go check that out. It's got each episode. Each episode has its nice little page where it breaks down what we talked about in the episode. You can listen to it right there, or you can listen to it, take you directly to uh, whatever uh, platform you listen to. You just click on the platform will take you right there and play the episode. While you're there, you can leave a review. You can visit the t-shirt shop. The t-shirts are flying off the shelves. We're going to send one to Felix. Eric Metcalf, sporting his on Twitter. Uh, so, um, just, you know, go out, uh, get your all eyes on Clee t-shirt. They're good luck. Just ask Jason. Uh, Jason of... The Browns huddle podcast uh, wore his a couple times a couple weeks in a row now so he's not washing it uh, doesn't care it's good luck so uh, it's a sharp t-shirt uh, you'll enjoy it it's a uh, nice soft material uh, real real stylish and, and truly right now more than more than anything all eyes are on Cleveland baby and you know it. You freaking know it. All eyes are on Cleveland as the Browns stepping up to play this monstrous game on Sunday. Uh, And I know we want to hear what Felix Wright had to say about it, has to say about the game. A tremendous interview. Uh, I can't thank him enough for giving us the time uh, to do that. Uh, All eyes on Cleveland is sponsored by thrive fantasy app thrive fantasy app is a daily uh fantasy sports site and app where you can go uh play but without the lineups it's all prop bets they give you a list of prop bets they tell you how many you need to pick you pick the ones you like do some research if you want or just go with your gut you can play for five bucks ten bucks 25 bucks a quarter whatever you want um and uh you uh win you win you don't have to worry about going up against the pros like you do at DraftKings FanDuel where you make a lineup right and and the pros are entering 150 300 lineups entering like five different contests maxing out all their entries and it really cuts down on your chance to win it's just generally not fair It's just not fair. It really isn't to the the average player. So uh, Thrive Fantasy app eliminates all of that. You pick your bets that you like, you score points when you get them right, and you cash out at the end with the points uh, that you get for all your right answers. It really only takes like – so if you got like 8 out of 10 right, uh, you're probably right there in your first place. You know, twenty dollar entry, you can win a thousand dollars. I mean, it's great, it's fantastic. It's getting in on some of the action, and and I love the action. I'm a little bit of a degenerate that way, but you know how it goes. Uh, use the promo code EY as in eyes, all eyes on Cleveland. Uh, um, it's eyes EY Uh When you sign up today, you will receive an instant twenty dollar bonus. On your first deposit of twenty dollars or more, download Thrive Fantasy on the App Store or Play Store or by visiting www.thrivefantasy.com. Sign up and prop up today. Uh, you can get there through our website as well, which I mentioned earlier, all eyes on While you're at all eyes on com, leave us a review. We would love to hear some feedback. We get lots of feedback from from everybody out there uh, that listens to the show. Uh, I am so grateful to all of you that do uh, provide feedback and interact with me on a daily basis. And uh, I just you know we have a loyal listening base, and I love that. um but you know we're we're growing. We're trying to grow, and, and we are growing every month that we've been in existence. We've done bigger numbers, and we're on pace to do it again this month. So I can't thank you enough for that. Uh, but absolutely, when you're there, leave a review. If you hate what I'm doing, if you don't like me, if you hate Mikey, it's okay. Just go ahead, leave it there. Uh, that's fine. Uh, I it doesn't. I'm not asking for a perfect review. I just want g- general, authentic. Uh, feedback so that I can get better and we can get better as a podcast for you, the Browns fan and a fan of this show, All Eyes on Cleveland. So if you love what we're doing, that's great, too. Leave that review, too. I'm not, you know, feel free. Five stars, that's great. Do it uh, if you want, Um, is what most of them have been. But uh, if you are against what we're doing, or you want to see something changed about the show, Shirley, go ahead and uh, and leave it there. And don't call me Shirley, Mikey. <laughs> uh, yes. Oh, yes. Don't call me Shirley, Mikey. Uh, good old airplane line there love that one So, uh, but I'm uh, getting off topic here laughing at my own jokes and everything and that's a sign of uh, going insane a little bit but I cannot wait for this game on Sunday and it's gr- driving me insane it cannot get here fast enough and that's what it's all about here tonight uh, Felix Wright got his start in the Canadian uh, Football League uh, played in a Grey Cup was an all-star there, Uh, tons of interceptions, um, and then the Browns signed him, 1985. uh, They were the highest bidder. Uh, He played for the Browns until 1990-ish. Played a couple years for the Vikings, maybe one year for the Vikings. And then he's got an awesome story about the end of his career, how he got called back to play one game. And I don't even think they can do that anymore now. Uh, But this interview is truly awesome. He talks about all of that stuff, plus his business, which is like straight out of Ballers. If you've ever seen Ballers, that's basically what Felix Wright is doing awesome and he also uh talks about the game obviously we're going to talk a lot ton about the game with him so here without any further ado uh, i don't want to keep you waiting is the uh awesome interview we had uh ike taylor for part one uh, of steelers week we get the brown side tonight with felix wright doing big things here at all eyes on cleveland felix wright brown's legend led the nfl in interceptions in 1989 fan favorite. Uh, I hope that you enjoy. Here it is.
2: We are absolutely thrilled to uh, have a Browns legend with us here on Steelers Week, one of my favorite all-time Browns, uh, and surely yours as well. Uh, Felix Wright joins us uh, here on All
0: Eyes on Cleveland tonight. How are we doing, Felix? Well, Brad, I'm good, and I really appreciate you inviting me to your show. I'm doing all right. And our Browns are doing all right, and hey, uh, for once we got a, a winning record, something we can be proud of, and uh, got a big game on Sunday that I'm looking forward to. Exciting times,
2: isn't it? It is. Uh, it's been a long time coming,
0: Bill. It's, it's been a long time coming. There's been a lot of suffering by by the Cleveland Browns fans, so now we have something to cheer for, and uh, like I said, looking forward to this game on Sunday. It's going to be a tough one. But, uh yes, If we if, if we do what we need to do, we we should be all right.
2: Yes, it will.
0: Let me. Uh, uh
2: I wanted to start and just ask you a couple quick questions about yourself, Felix. Uh, I've never yes. had the the pleasure of having a conversation with you before, but I am very interested in this stuff. Um, you got your start, Felix, in the uh, CFO with the Hamilton
0: Tiger Cats. Um
2: yeah, I- What was that like playing in the CFL?
0: Well, I, I loved it up in the Canadian Football League. It was uh, it was pretty awesome. When I first went up there, I really didn't know much about the game, but once I got there, I really loved it because it was probably about 90 to 95 percent pass, which gives defensive backs and receivers a lot of opportunities. Yeah, and uh, uh, I played, you know, played. I signed a one-year deal to go up there to the play for the Hamilton Tiger Cats, and then. Uh, Played pretty well my first year, and they offered me another two-year deal. I definitely snatched it up uh, because I really enjoyed the game, and it, you know, it, and it also allowed me to you know get some films so, you know maybe get get a potential chance back in the NFL. Uh, but uh, and then when the contract ended, I, I really wanted to stay up in Canada, but uh, Cleveland came knocking, and uh, obviously. Uh, the, the CFL salary cap can't, you know, they they can't compete with the NFL, and and um, so that's kind of how I got to Cleveland. I, I um, made the Pro Bowl uh, my last couple of years up in, in, in uh, Canada, and, which afforded me an opportunity with the Browns, and uh, I took full advantage of it. You
2: got the opportunity to play in a great cup, didn't you? Like
0: yes, I did. Super Bowl. Yes, I did. It was, uh, that was uh that was a highlight of my career up there. Uh we we had a uh a, a great time and uh we we played a couple of tough games to get there but um you know once we got there we we tried to handle our business. Uh you know, we started off early with the lead and we ended up losing it at the end, but uh it was a great experience.
2: That's awesome. Uh so cool. And then how did the Browns come about uh
0: signing you?
2: Um was there multiple teams that uh, came
0: knocking or, or how did that go? Yeah, there, there was a few teams. There was uh, you know the uh, you know the San Diego Chargers, the Philadelphia Eagles, and the uh, Cleveland Browns and uh, uh, you know what you know ironically, the, how it happened is that uh, they were actually those scouts were actually there to see our quarterback that we had at the time, which was Dieter Brock and uh, Dieter Brock uh, was getting a lot of exposure. Up in the Canadian Football League, and and uh, had a lot of scouts looking at him, and he ended up signing on with the uh, L.A. Rams, and uh, uh, and so when they were there scouting him, I uh, had a couple of really good games uh, where I had uh, four four interceptions in one game, and two interceptions in the next,
2: yeah. and
0: uh, which gave me. Uh, you know just gave me an opportunity and, you know good timing to when they were there. They were like, "Well, maybe we need to look at this guy as well, and that's kind of what happened you know they were they were there looking at somebody else, and I shined and took advantage of it and which you know gave me an opportunity and uh you know and uh, you know that's that's what happens to a lot of ball players they just need that one opportunity to get seen and uh and then they get that chance, and you know it's a fifty fifty deal there so uh Very
2: cool. That's yeah, awesome. so
0: I I uh, ended up signing on with Cleveland on a three-year deal, and and uh, you know no guarantees in football. You know you still got to make the team, and yeah, uh, I came in. I was red. And uh, uh, I, I tell you what, I was thrilled to death when I was you know when they told me I had made the team, and uh, you know the dream came true. That's amazing.
2: Uh, awesome, awesome story, Felix. Uh, you're listening to All Eyes on Team with special guest from Legend Felix Wright. Uh, here on Steelers Week, uh, and, uh, I heard Bernie talking, uh, on, uh, the other day on the radio, and he talked about six straight times in the late 80s when the Browns beat the Steelers six straight times. Um, yes. I, I'm a on those teams.
0: Um, yes, absolutely.
2: Yeah. What do the Browns have to do to make this uh, feel like a legitimate rivalry for both sides again.
0: Well, they're definitely gonna have to win win some games. <laughs>
2: so yeah,
0: I, th- I know that uh, you know the last couple of years we've actually split with them, which is which is progress. But uh, you know this this year it's a little different. You know we you know we we you know the Steelers have a, a an awesome record. We have an awesome record, and this game means means a, a lot. And. uh, so, you know, it, it's just got to be a, a good battle. Uh, we, you know, we throw our best at their best and see where the chips, you know, see where the chips fall. Uh, you know, in this game, somebody's going to win, somebody's going to lose. But there's still, I think the teams are really sound and, uh, and uh, you know, we'll, and this will go probably to the end on who's going to win the, the conference uh, from there. But, uh, you know, like I said, uh, to make this a real true rival, it's it's got to be a fifty-fifty deal. You got to at least win at least half of the games, and so uh, you know the last uh, I don't know twenty years it has it's been a little lopsided on their side. Yeah. So so yeah. we need to we need to get back on track and uh, and uh, you know start winning both of those games possible to uh, you know start establishing a good position. And plus we need to win those conference games anyway if we you know if we want to. Get to where we all want to go, and that's uh, you know that's the big game.
2: Yeah, no question about that. Uh, they
0: all they all loom large. All the AFC North games
2: loom large this year, certainly with uh, three teams with four wins already, uh, with the Ravens, Browns, and Steelers. Um, do you feel? Do you have a favorite Browns Steelers moment?
0: Uh, you know what I? Uh, well, I, yeah, I guess I do. You know, I haven't really thought about it, but. You know, it was probably the game to where we uh, we went into their home in 1989 and we kicked their butts 51 to nothing. That was uh, that was really awesome. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> we, I we really, you know what? Because we had went through a little bit as a team uh, the year before. You know, Marty had left the team after the '88 season and went on to Kansas City, and so we had a new coach, and we really didn't. Uh, you know we really didn't really understand you know what we were getting you know when you get a new coach you know they you know you never know what what happens because they want to bring in their people that they're familiar with and and uh, you know they changed up a few things but he came in and uh, and uh, fit right in and uh, we went into Pittsburgh at opening game and boy we put it on pretty good
2: yeah that uh, That's awesome. Now, that was a really special year for you, right? 1989, I believe you uh, led the NFL in interceptions that year with nine. Is
0: that right? I sure did. I sure did. Yeah, yeah. the ball was falling in my place.
2: <laughs> I'm sure it was more than that, but that's awesome. Uh, <laughs> so, speaking of uh, interceptions, and the Browns' uh, secondary this year has been somewhat beaten up, you know, Felix, uh, Injuries here and there, but they've been very opportunistic, um, yeah. and, and come away with, uh, turnovers of one of the best turnover margins in the league. Um, what do you think of this, of this secondary?
0: Well, they are banged up and I think we're playing as good as we can with what we got. Uh, I think we, we have a couple of positions where we can definitely upgrade. Uh, and I'm sure that's probably what they're thinking as well over there, uh, because we've gotten hurt a few times on a few plays. That uh, that, uh a couple of those ball players back there have gotten exposed. Yeah. So we 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 do need some help in our secondary, and I think we need some a little bit of help in our linebacking crew. And I think really once we find those uh, those key elements, uh, we're going to be a real sound football team, because you know we're you know when it when it comes down to uh to it you're only as good as your defense so uh defense wins championships i feel and yeah. uh and uh you know obviously you got to have a good offense with well, but you know very there's very few teams out there that can outscore you on a consistent basis you know you got the, the Kansas City chiefs that are that are pretty good at outscoring you uh but uh you know you got that good strong defense behind you, you know, that that pressure is not on the offense so much that they got to score 30 to 40 points a game to win. So,
2: you know,
0: we we definitely need, you know, we we definitely need, you know, a couple of, uh, you know, upgrades there in in the back seven of the defense. But, hey, you know what, Uh, you know, hopefully the coaching staff, they're very good and they're working with what we got. And, and until we can find those those additions, we gotta go with the guys we have.
2: Yeah, absolutely. And, and the guys that have uh, it's been impressive, you know. The guys that have stepped in have done a really good job, you know. Red wine got called on and played oh, well. Oh, yeah. Sir Yeah. So Harrison. I, yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh Harrison definitely. Yeah, let's hope he can get out of concussion protocol that he's been playing great. So um yeah. The uh, I have a question for you about Greedy Williams. So uh, fans in Cleveland are growing weary of his situation, and I keep saying on my show, it's, it's he he wants to be out there. Surely it, there's nothing that you know. You can't get mad at him for his injuries or for his unavailability. It's just been unfortunate so far that through two years we've only seen him for a handful of games. Yeah. What do you think of that situation, and what do you think of Greedy as a player?
0: Well, I I, I think you know he, he's a, he's a young player, and we we drafted him in the second round, which which means that we 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 thought he was a really good ball player. Yeah. And, uh And so you know, injuries are are a, a part of the game, and uh, it's just been unfortunate for him that he's uh, sustained two uh, you know injuries that uh, kind of kept him out of the lineup. You know, the beginning of last year, his rookie year, and the beginning of this year, he, you know, he's not going to be playing in the first six games. I got a chance to talk with him, you know, a week ago uh, about his shoulder, and he just said that, you know, that, uh, you know, there's some nerve damage there, and it's not recovering. So, hmm. uh, you know, so you know, definitely he can't be out there playing with a with a dead shoulder uh, because it would be it would do more harm than good. So. Yeah. Feel bad for him, but you know, uh, you know, business is business and the next man's got to stay, you know, stand up. I, I, you know, they, I guess this week they went on and put him on IR, which eliminates him for another couple three or four weeks before he can come back. But, uh, um, yeah. I, I, you know, I would say that if he doesn't get on the field this year, that, uh, there might be some moves there, but I think he's a good ball player and he's got a lot of potential. But, you know, if, if uh, you know, unfortunately, if he can't get on the field, then, you know, most teams are probably going to go in another direction.
2: Yeah, interesting. Um, and, and that's kind of what, that's interesting that you talked to me, He said it was nerve damage, because I think a lot of people initially, because they kept saying day-to-day, 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 and they really seemed to label it something different, because he gave it the wrong expectation to everybody, you know?
0: Yeah, absolutely. Um, no, if he, if he could play, he'd play, for sure. I, he's not He's not holding out for any other reason other than he's just not healthy.
2: Correct, yeah. That well that that's awesome.
0: Uh
2: uh first hand account there uh talking with and you are listening to All Eyes on people with special guest Felix, right. You on a very special Steelers Week. Uh we're excited to see you. Can't wait to get there, Felix, honestly. It it seems like the slowest week ever. Um can't wait. Uh, Joe Woods has been uh new defensive coordinator has been uh uh played a lot of zone. Um cover 3 cover 4 did you have a preference when you played did you prefer to play
0: zone or man to man well in different situations but you you have to understand that I had two great corners you know two pro bowl corners that was shut down locked down cornerbacks so yeah. we you know we, we 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 didn't have to worry about those two guys out there handling those two receivers which freed me up a lot to where I could come up and and support the run but also stay back and, and support the pass you know, uh, you know, in those situations, but, you know, uh, you know, this secondary is a little different. So you gotta, you gotta play to the talent that you have. And so, uh you know, you know, I think, uh, I think Benzo Ward is a good, is a good corner. I don't know if he's at that level yet where you could call him a shutdown corner. Uh, and then, and then you have the other corner that, uh, you know, he's replacing our starting corner, greedy Williams which I don't think he's a you know he he we, he wouldn't be qualified as a shutdown corner as well. So <clears throat> when you put those guys in man-to-man situations and they become vulnerable to the big play. And I think that's what uh you know the coaching staffs don't want to see. They don't want to give up the big play. So if you can you know they run a lot of zones so if you keep people in front of you then at least you got a chance because most most offenses if you if you know as far as uh, you know field position You know, a lot of them aren't patient enough to go 80 yards being, you know, being consistent and, and flowing and running the ball. Usually, you know, there's a mistake made in there where the defense can take advantage of it. And I think that's what we're doing currently until we get those kind of, those kind of players to where we can play man to command coverage. And, you know, with, and, you know, with our guy, our free, our free safety in the middle, uh, you know, right now, you know, is, 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 yeah, I don't wanna say not to be trusted, but he hasn't made any plays this year on a couple of plays that we've seen down the down the field. So thus far if if uh you know if if that's the case and he's the only thing that we can work with then we gotta put in the coverages that fit <laughs> that fit us the best, which is, you know, zones so where, you know, at least our corners can stay on top and and uh not have to worry about getting beat on a big play.
2: Yeah, absolutely, yeah. Um, yeah, Sinjayo is, he's having a tough time back there,
0: but you know, um, yeah, he's, he's having a tough time. And you know what? He's been around. He, he was a good player back in his day. He's a little older, mm-hmm. uh, you know, and I, and I was playing with, I was playing at that, at that age as well. And so, you know, you, you do slow down a little bit. And, uh, you know, so, but he, you know, he's out there playing the best he can. So it's not like he's intending to not make plays. It's just that, hey, you know, he's, he's past his prime. Yeah. That one. Yeah. yeah. No, uh,
2: I would I I would agree that uh, that that is uh, right on point. So, um, so you know, it feels different this year. It feels like there's signs kind of growth, uh, some positive change with the team, not only on the field but definitely off the field. Where you see guys stepping up when they're called on, uh, guys not complaining when they're not getting playing time. And it seems like there's a level of buy-in so far. Uh, do you see that as well? Do you see that Stefanski has been able to kind of turn this culture a little bit?
0: I think it's made all the difference. You know, you got a, you got a coach that, uh, knows exactly where he's at and what he wants to do. And he's able to explain that to his players. And you can tell the big difference in, in, from last year to this year. You know, there's less complaining. Uh, there's, there's less penalties and uh and uh you know people were in positions they're supposed to be most of the time so that's our coaching and uh and uh, i give him all the credit because i mean he was at a disadvantage because he came in wasn't able to really have any personal contact with the guys in the off season didn't have a you know as many many camps as you normally have and training camp was a little different as well and i think he did an amazing job of uh just coming in and put implementing his plan and uh and make making all the adjustments he needed to make to make things work and uh uh I I can only imagine if he would have had the full Arsenal, you know, with the training camps and the mini camps and off season how 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 much better we could be. Right. Uh, yeah. You know, so um and we're only going to get better as we go. So and we got a we got a pretty young team too, you know. We we don't have a lot of uh OGs back, you know. Other than our safety, yeah, uh, we're pretty, we're pretty, we're pretty young.
2: Yeah, a lot of guys learning on the job, and uh, Stefanski. I agree, it has been uh, nothing short of remarkable to this point. uh, What he's been able to do with this team, Uh, Felix. um, What do you think? uh, Just two more questions here for you, okay? And we'll get to. I know you got to go here. What do you think uh, is the key to Sunday's game, like, matchup-wise? You think it's one in the trenches. You think, uh, you know, the Browns have to be able to run the ball.
0: What do you think the key
2: uh, uh, to the victory for the Browns is on Sunday?
0: Well, I I think the key is going to be just pay attention to uh, the turnover ratio. If the Mm -hmm. Browns don't turn the ball over, we got a really good shot. And I think that's important because they got a really good defense. Their defense, I think, is equal to the number one defense we faced last week with uh, Indianapolis. In uh, that, but I think actually, I think the Steelers' defense is probably a little faster.
2: Yeah, I was just uh, going to say, and, and, it's not
0: and, uh, yeah. and then and then they got they got a pretty awesome uh, defensive line. So, uh, and they're good at stripping the ball. So, uh, you know, if we can protect the ball, and uh, and you know, our, our offensive line, I have total confidence. That they're going to give Baker some time. Get the ball to our receivers and our backs, and as long as as long as we can eliminate any any of those mistakes, I think it's going to go down to the wire, and uh, uh, and it's to, and I think that's what it's going to come down to. And if Miles Garrett can and uh, you know Vernon and Ogunjobi can get to uh, to Ben and and uh, put it on him pretty good, I think that's going to that's going to be a big factor as well.
2: Yeah, definitely, we're going to see that for sure. Uh, Felix, last question for you. I know you got to run. Uh, interesting, interesting uh, thing I found when I was, you know, obviously doing some extra research here for our interview today. I-, I didn't realize this at the time, but you had been retired and actually got called back to play for your hometown team in a playoff game. I don't even they even let teams do that anymore, where they can bring a person in in the middle of the playoffs.
0: <laughs> I, 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 yeah, I don't. I'm not sure. Yeah, I got called. Mar- Marty had been calling me for about a month, and he says, "How good a shape are you in? Are you? uh Can you play?" And I'm like, "Well, yeah, I'm still working out. I'm still doing the things I'm doing, just a little older." He says, "Well, I may need you." He says, "So stay ready." And uh you know, as they were going through the playoffs, I was like, "Oh, they're they're pretty good," but then they they had an injury. Yeah. And he called and he called me up and brought me in. He says, "I'm going to need you. Hopefully, I need you for the next two, this one and the uh, and the Super Bowl." So, but I, I got, an, you know, I, so I played in the AFC championship, uh, in Buffalo, actually, Incredible. uh, against the, and the Bills. And, uh, you know, we, we, you know, Joe Montana was with the team at the time. Marcus Allen was the running back and, and, uh, they knocked Joe, I think they knocked Joe out on the second or third play of the game and we were pretty much done after that. Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah. But that, yeah. They, it, it was, it was exciting to, to be out of football for almost a year. And then coming back and playing, it was, it was, it was a, it was a little different.
2: And throwing right into the Ainsley JVC game. That's yeah. an incredible experience.
0: Yeah. Yeah, wow. it, it, it was, it was a lot of fun, but a little scary too. Cause like I said, I hadn't been on the field, you know, and, and the action was, was pretty fast and it was, it was, uh, it was, uh, it was, uh, it, was uh, it was exciting. Uh, Felix
2: Wright, Browns legend, uh, Led the NFL uh in interceptions in nineteen eighty nine, also played for the Vikings and as we mentioned here for the Chiefs for a game, right? Mm-hmm. Um uh, had a nice career in uh the Canadian Football League as well, played in a Grey cup. What a career, amazing. Um you are running a company now called uh Sports Trust Growth, Um yeah. and it's consulting uh for the future of uh Sports growth. So uh, I, I, if I understand this correctly, you're you're helping
0: uh,
2: manage money or or, or uh, money manager for uh, yeah. pro athletes. Is that correct?
0: Yeah, yeah. Basically, I I work. I got a few uh, NFL players I work with, and basically, I just help them put a plan together for the finances. So I don't really do any investing for them. Other and I just put the plan together. Okay, we we got a budget for the in season. We got a budget for the off season, and we got a budget for the future. So I just try and give them a little direction. To help them understand that, you know, you know, during your, you know, three to 10 year career, uh, you know, what you make in, in this period will hopefully last you a lifetime if we can put it away and, and uh, plan correctly. And so, you know, a lot of guys that play in the game really came from, from nothing. And, uh, and now they have a lot. And, uh, there, are, there has to be a plan that's in place to make sure that everything's taken care of. And, and, and that's just not, you know, in football and finances, but I think that's a, in life. Uh, you yes. know, in, in a relationship, you need to have a plan, you know, uh, you know, in your family, you need to have a plan. So it's just, it's just a, a deal that I just try and reiterate with the guys is like, uh, let's put the plan and then I will help you execute that plan because anybody can put a plan together. Executing is where it's real hard.
2: Yeah. Cause you hear all those stories, the sad stories about guys and, you know, Run out of money and things like that. So uh, I think that's absolutely awesome. So uh, very cool to sports trust uh, Felix Wright Browns legend. Thank you so much for your time. I know you got to run, but
0: uh, it was an awesome interview. I had an absolute blast talking with you, Felix. Well, Brad, I appreciate the invite, and uh, anytime you just let me know. All right. Thank
2: you so much. All right. Take care.
0: All right. Go, Browns.
1: And there it was, our interview tonight with the one and only Felix Wright. Number 22 on his jersey, number one in your hearts. Cleveland Browns legend, defensive back. <clears throat> excuse me, led the NFL in interceptions in 1989, as we mentioned uh, on the interview. I mean, he, he was terrific. Uh, talked about his career, uh, talked about the game. Made some really good points, and uh, what an incredible guy, and uh, I love what he's doing for athletes as far as money management goes, as you do hear those horrific stories all the time about guys going broke and, and, uh, you know, running through their money, um, him helping them uh, make a plan and and, uh, act on that is awesome. Straight out of Ballers, right? Uh, Awesome stuff there So, uh, Cool, cool, cool interview with Felix Wright Hope you enjoyed it Uh, Mikey's on the ones and twos My name is Brad Ward This is All Eyes on Cleveland We're going to talk about the game The game Just for a couple minutes Before we get you out of here tonight it is uh, shaping up to be uh, an interesting one. Surely the line today has moved from. It opened up at uh, minus three, right um, in Pittsburgh. So if they account for the if if Vegas is still doing the three points for home and away, then you would call that a pick'em at a neutral site. But it has moved to. Uh, Mine is four for the Steelers today. I'm seeing it in a lot of places. The over and under is 51, and I'll hit on that here in a minute. Uh, as uh, we talked to uh, um, not just uh, Felix Wright, uh, but also Ike Taylor this week, uh, former Steelers, Stephen back who uh, talked about the over and the points a little bit, and I agreed with what he said there, and we'll hit on that in a moment here. But Browns versus Steelers. Browns going to the Steelers. Um, It's interesting that they bus up there uh, because if they fly in, they have to uh, end up taking like an hour bus ride just to get to where they need to go in Pittsburgh so what's the point right it's like a two-hour trip to pittsburgh from here or from where i am in akron so uh i'm I'm guessing it's about the same there if not less so they're gonna bus uh, to pittsburgh um the steelers haven't really played anybody right so and you can only play who's on your schedule but they haven't really played anybody now I truly believe that their defense is better than the Indianapolis Colts defense was. I think they're more physical, um, and uh, at least up front, they're better, I think, with uh, Watt and Dupree and Hayward, right? Those guys wreak havoc. Now, one trend that I've seen and heard talked about as well, the Steelers have been blitzing at a crazy rate. So they have just been sending people all the time, blitzing, all this stuff. And when you have the talent of a Bud Dupree and a TJ Watt and a Cam Hayward and guys like that, the ideal, ideally, I think, is that you don't want to have to blitz because you have those guys. You you have that talent. You've paid for it. Let them work. Let your front four get home. That's what the Browns are doing a lot this year and having success doing it. Um, I think that they would be more beneficial to slow their blitzing let their four guys try to get home because they will sometimes and and play coverage behind them with seven guys. So I think that's more effective, and even when you watch the Steelers, you can see that that's been more effective, but they still relentlessly kept blitzing. So you saw what Wentz did. Uh, he absolutely lit them up last week. Fulgham, this guy comes out of nowhere with a career day Absolutely torching the Steelers' secondary as they come back in that game. Uh, he was basically a practice squad player. Um, now, I think he has a lot of talent, but uh, and it's no fluke that I think he'll be, you'll see his name continue to be mentioned because I think he's a good developing player. I'm not saying that it's a one and done for Fulgham, but. Uh, As far as what they did to the Steelers' defense, they did that against a blitzing defense. If you pick up that blitz and you can hold up for a minute, that secondary is in trouble. So let's hope they continue to do that because I trust the Browns' offensive line, even without Shredder. I trust their protections to hold up and give Mayfield time to light them up down the field that way. Also... Kareem Hunt ran for uh, 70 yards or so against the Colts, and it was a gritty, rough 70 yards. Every yard was earned, falling forwards, fighting for the extra yard, taking hits, getting wrapped up, you know, twisting, contorting his body to get a yard here, a yard there, just to get 70 on the day. Holes broke open a little bit later in the game where he got like 10 and 9 on a couple plays, uh, and then finally D'Ernest Johnson got the 28-yard game that put the game away, but, but uh, rough and really gritty 70 yards for Hunt. And he doesn't mind doing that. He doesn't shy away from the contact. He will do it, and he's going to have to do it again this week because their run defense is tough. It's all about physicality in the trenches. If... The Browns can get push. If the Browns can open up some holes just enough for Hunt to get in there and gain his three or four yards, then – and I think Stefanski will stay patient with the run game no matter what, as he proved last week. Even when it's getting jammed up, he is going to be patient with the run game. Run it, run it, run it, run it, run it, run it, right? And also – and then because that leads you to your play action, that leads you to – The stuff where you can scheme open some guys uh in in the middle of the field landry with odell as a decoy uh worked early last week uh we'll see what they do this week i think they should incorporate odell if he's healthy uh big time into this uh game plan because i think joe hayden is okay right um But I don't think he can guard either of those, Landry or uh, Beckham or even really Higg for that matter, effectively for more than a couple seconds, right? Um, So if you can hold up on that blitz and and not let them get pressure on you, you're going to have open receivers. And it's about Mayfield hitting them at that point. Uh, I think this is a high-scoring game. I think this goes over. I'll just say that. It goes over the 51 in this game. Um, And uh, I do have the Browns winning in this game uh, because I think um, that they'll be able to throw the ball. I think that they will be able to physically wear down the Steelers. Uh, The Steelers have not been tested like this. Um, Nelson and Hayden are exploitable in the secondary. Um, Injury-wise, this gets tricky. A lot of injuries uh, to keep an eye on here. Let's take a look here before we go here tonight. So we know for sure Wyatt Teller's out. So Hub Hubbard will get the start at right guard. We know Ronnie Harrison is out with a concussion. Carl Joseph out again. So you're going to see, boy, Red Wine and Sendejo uh, back there, both free safeties. Uh, they also brought up Javante Moffitt. Also a free safety. So three free safeties really trying to cover the two safety positions for the Browns in the back end. That'll be interesting how Joe Woods likes to uh, or wants to scheme that up. Um, I I expect to continue to see the cover three Seattle press bail zone mixed in with some quarters and some cover four. Um, That's kind of what their bread and butter has been on defense. I think it will continue that way. Uh, You've got to watch out. Deontay Johnson is not playing for them at wide receiver, but you obviously have to uh, keep an eye on Claypool, who had his coming out party, and he's just a beast to handle. But I think um, the Browns are up to the task uh, if they can. And once again, it comes to the pressure thing. I think if they can use their four, and, and Ogan Joby is listed as questionable, uh, Landry is listed as questionable, Mayfield questionable, uh, Sheldon Richardson will be back fully, uh, Vernon questionable, expect him to be back, Odell questionable, expect him to be back. I think you get your starting front four out there or even mix in with uh, Elliott, and they should be able to get... Uh, excellent pressure, uh, on this, uh, Ben Roethlisberger character that, you know, nobody likes, uh, and, and, uh, I don't like him in one bit, and I would love to see him get crushed, uh, by 95 multiple times, but I really just think that it will take another game of pressures, just, just murk, muddy up that, murk up that pocket, uh, make it, Tough for him, uh, you know, make him think about it, um, in that pocket. Um, and uh, they have incorporated very much so. You'll see that the Steelers' offense is going to look different as they are uh, modernized this year a little bit. Uh, a lot of pre snap motions, uh, stuff that you used to not see. Uh, from, from Pittsburgh Steelers, the stuff that you have seen from the Browns this year and, you know, the, uh, San Francisco 49ers and the Chiefs and the, and the Rams of the world. But you're seeing it now with Pittsburgh as well, as they've stepped into the, you know, modern offensive, a uh, lot of movement and motions. You'll see some of that incorporated, um, which looks a little different from them offensively. But I think that uh, Roethlisberger under pressure is the key, right? If he has time to throw, he'll carve you up. Uh, I still think he's capable of doing that. And uh, so uh, it's very important for the Browns to get pressure. I don't think that the Steelers will be able to run on the Browns' defense. I think the Browns will put the Ikshne on the run game and uh, – I think this is going to be uh, a high-scoring affair. I really do uh, between these two teams. If you look at the other side, uh, you know it was thought that maybe Pouncey might miss, but he was a full participant today in uh, practice, so he'll play. Uh, David DeCastro is out, and I already mentioned Deontay Johnson is out. Everybody else is in for the Steelers. DeCastro is a big loss, though, a guard um he's dealing with an oblique or an abdominal injury uh so there is what you're looking at across the board they have Eric Ebron as their new tight end this year uh and he is very effective uh he's lost a step in speed but what he's lost a step in speed he's gained in you know intellect and the ability to find the holes in that zone Uh, I expect him to be targeted a number of times. Uh, So, Safansky's plan, though, should be one that is, and it's interesting, and I wanted to make this point here before we go. Uh, He's been a guest on our show. He's one of the best followers you can follow on Twitter. Uh, But Jake Burns uh, wrote yesterday um, in looking at – kind of a self-scout, uh, self-scouting thing, uh, and I'm sure the Browns are aware of it, which makes me think that it could be exploited because I know that Stefanski, and we've seen Stefanski exploit it before, hey, we really like this route. We really like this concept. They showed a couple games They came out against uh, Dallas, and there was a wrinkle, right? They came out against Indianapolis. They had showed something a couple games. There's a wrinkle. They're not ready for it. It schemed open some plays, right? Um, And then so going into Pittsburgh with the cerebral attack that Stefanski has been using, uh, I think that this may be something he exploits. But back to my original thought. Jake Burns pointed out that there are some serious tendencies that this Browns offense is showing, tipping their hand just a bit when Baker's under center, um, there's no short passing game, uh, maybe just like twice or something like that, Uh, in the shotgun, they run it less, you can go to his handle and check it out, he drew it out very nicely, but with these tendencies, though, you can use them to your advantage, and Stefanski, uh, it, I'm sure, is aware of it and will probably look to maybe take advantage of those tendencies and break them because on the other side, they're going to say, hey, if Baker Mayfield's under center, You this is all you need to play, right? You're just playing this and that. Or if, if they're in shotgun and... And uh, 11 personnel, this is what they're going to do. They're either going to do this or that. And doing the third option by Stefanski could really open up some things. So use those tendencies as a strength this week in a huge game. Wrinkles, just wrinkles. No, He's not going to change or reinvent the wheel. It's going to be the same offense. But what Stefanski is so good at doing is Taking something you've seen and changing it just enough to burn you. And I think that we will see a sound uh, offensive attack from him. I think he'll be patient with the run game. I got the Browns putting up 34 points in this game. I've got the Steelers putting up 24 points in this game. Yeah, that's right. 10-point victory I think the Browns win. I think they're the better team right now. Uh, and I truly, truly believe that in my heart of hearts. I may be proven wrong, but I've got 34-20 for Cleveland Browns. Boom! There it is. My prediction's couple keys to the game. Some things to look at. Felix Wright was spectacular. We had Ike Taylor earlier this week for you. What a huge week here at All Eyes on Cleveland. And a huge week for your Cleveland Browns as they go up against the Pittsburgh Steelers. On Sunday, uh, at 1 o'clock window, it's the biggest game of that window for sure. Make sure uh, you are ready where your lucky stuff uh, if you are um, superstitious, uh, but uh, yeah, you can start getting excited for real, for real. As your four and one Browns look to go to five and one, and this is an absolute statement game, an absolute statement game. A win here says so much about this football team. And I talked in the other episode this week about the signs that we see off the field of how things are changing. I mentioned that to Felix Wright. He talked about the job Stefanski is doing and that he can see those signs. This is for real. It's okay. It's okay to get behind this. There's no reason to be scared anymore. Even if they lose this game, even if they lose this game and go to 4-2, and two, eh, it's all right. We'll get them the next time. But I don't see that. I see a Browns win and and, and putting a statement out there in the AFC that the Browns are a playoff team, and that's what they're going to accomplish this year. Uh, Stefanski, Calhoun, Joe Woods doing a tremendous job. No offseason, no preseason games just short practices, doing installs up to the last week before the first game, and they're just getting better with every week. As Baker Mayfield said this week, there is room to grow. They are yet to play 60 minutes of football, um, and when they put that all together, it could be scary. It could be scary. No hiccups. No hiccups this week in, in special teams, please. No, hiccups, no returns for touchdowns. We can't oh, have man. that. That's just oh, nonsense. That doesn't even happen in the NFL anymore. That's not even real. Oh, man. Don't let that happen to us, okay? Come on, Prief. You're better than that now. Uh, all right. So, with that, uh, last thought here before we get up and out of here. Uh, Jerry Jones, I just was taking a look at something, says uh, that, you know, Dak Prescott sadly goes down with the injury, but talking about changing at their expectations as Dalton steps in screw that what is Jerry talking about Jerry Jerry what are you talking about you can't change your expectations like that uh, on your team saying those things in the public is wrong I just question what he is talking about half the time I mean if that was my team I would be irate absolutely furious As Browns fans, we've dealt with injuries all year long. The expectation does not change. It's next man up. I don't care if it's Case Keenum on Sunday. It's next man up. It's huge. It's Browns. It's Steelers. It matters for the first time in a long time. 4-1 Browns versus the 4-0 Steelers. You got to hear Ike Taylor, Felix Wright break it all down for you here on all eyes on cleveland for mikey on the ones and twos i am brad ward go browns enjoy we are out all right
2: (laughs) greedy yes sir